going on, everybody? I'm excited. He's excited. Max? We're excited to take him down. <laughs> the industry, that is. No, I'm kidding. Um, we, uh, our, our guest uh, is a member of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Um, the un- that, That's a name for the acronym IATSE. And they voted last week on whether they should strike or not. And they voted that they, they would definitely go out if uh, the producers didn't come back to the table. My friend Nikki Ray Harris has been on almost every movie I've ever been on. Um, and like every Chicago production you could name. Yeah. He's at least got some pull over there and, and could talk to someone. Chicago I'd Fire, I mean, Chicago PD, Chirac, Patriot. Dick uh, Wolf knows his name. Let's just say exactly. that. Yeah. Dick, uh, Wolf, Dick Wolf does calls not. him, sir. He's you know? got him in his uh, speed dial. I can tell you <laughs> yeah. that. Dick Wolf, Dick Wolf takes his birthday off. With us, <laughs> Nikki Ray Harris. Uh, another Villa Park boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Willowbrook High School alum. Do me a favor and uh, walk us through uh, the issues that uh, IATSE is most uh, vexed by uh, as far as uh, workplace abuses. Um, well, the the abuses and the what's been going on in the film industry has been going on for its entire history. Yeah, yeah. And really, the only difference is people started making a stink about it. Uh, you know, long work hours you know, abusive (laughs) and sometimes often dangerous uh, environments to work in, you know. And and no meal breaks. And then sometimes when you do get a meal break, there's no catering. Um, This last show you were on, it was uh, particularly egregious. Um, How how long did you work every day? About 15 hours. Uh, 14, yeah, 14 to 15. And then uh, we did have, what's egregious is when they schedule them that way. The intent is to work us those hours. Yeah. That's the problem. That's crazy. Uh, it's one thing, you know, I've been, we've all been on productions where you're shooting and stuff doesn't go the way things. Yeah. And you have to happening. go into martini time and, what and yeah, time. Exactly. yeah, yeah. And uh, that's fine. And your crew will do whatever needs to happen. But yeah, I, mean, when, I always tell other actors that the people in the crew, they've been at set for two hours before we've even fucking woken up and they're there the whole day exactly and they're there for hours after yeah Yeah. you know you know in france they have a they have a rule 12 i was about to say that yeah the 12 hour rule and and they enforce it yeah and Um, even the 12 hour rule i mean man after that 12 hours those guys are are exhausted so it's like i can't even imagine going beyond that you know like having do you remember how weeks for weeks and weeks Weeks. and weeks on Months. months months Six months is oh, my well, limit. You know, Years. I mean, Patriot, if... we had to shoot 10 hours of television in, you know, five months, uh, four and a half months, actually. And, Max, I know you uh, you remember how tired I was after just acting uh, right days. Right. How about you me? Know, I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just shadowing, really. Exactly. And I just and seeing was, all of that was, uh, okay, I'm not doing he anything. Kept, he kept much longer hours than I did. Making mm. sure everybody's okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, not a whole lot, you know, like you're just kind of just watching everybody and you're like wow this is incredible yeah. that they're doing this for this long. and that was that was france man and yeah. I've, I've been i've been on the sets in in chicago but i just as an actor and i you know i you haven't know, on, done that on, experience on spike's set in particular on chirac 
those guys, the crew guys, worked their ass off. I mean, it was crazy how long those days were. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he in and, and Spike and a lot of these old school directors come from an era of, uh, you're you're you should be happy to be there. You're work, you're making movies for a living. It's it's your this is the magic industry. Yeah, yeah. And there's an entire generation of people, multiple generations, from, uh, that were just. You know, movies had a lot of mystery to them, a lot of right. magic. Yeah, because they, uh, they yeah. were bamboozled. Yeah, I mean, because you watched movies in the theater, you watched the handful of shows on TV, and that's it. Yeah. So if you got on a movie, especially in Chicago, you were, you know, you're living the high life. You're yeah. right. You right. made it. The first film I ever got uh, cast in was Married to the Mob. And I reported uh, to set the day that Harold Washington died. This is how long ago it was. And... um I said, man, this is this is pretty good. I really like doing this. And Jonathan Demme said to me, he goes, yeah, kid, once you start getting into the movies for free, he goes, you're fucked. <laughs> it, 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 it wrecks you for honest work, you know, which, which, um, and all the guys on, uh, on the films, on crew, I would think what I was doing was working. And then I'd look at the guys holding up boom mics, look at the guys cogging you know yeah. coils of, of of wire and 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 yeah lines making scale c stands exactly. trying not exactly. to hit anybody yeah. in the face it's it, and man, and, it's and or guys you know property master who's got to keep track of every single material thing used in the production yeah. it, it just wardrobe yeah wardrobe i mean molly mcginnis i mean she i don't know how Lugging she did that it. trunk around yeah she came and fitted me at my house when we lived on Peoria and Jackson, mm. big suitcase full of fat guy clothes, you know, and um, uh, I'm just, I'm astonished because whenever, you know, actors, we all say how hard we're working. It's like, then we take a look at the people who are actually doing really hard work. It's right. like, it's like, okay, uh, I have my little job pretending to be somebody else for a while. Right, but the, the crews, particularly members of your union, I mean, you guys do the hard work that make movies go, that make movies and television go. What what would you most like to see change? Uh, the hours, uh, and it's it's mm-hmm. always been that. It's always been um, just we when you get a taste of a production where like we shoot an eight or ten hour day, yeah, and it's like, oh, this is possible. Yeah, this narrative of it not being possible that right. that's just the way the industry is, which has been fed to me when I came up, mm-hmm. uh, it just isn't true. I think a lot of it yeah. comes down to bad planning. It's I mean, it is, I, I, it I think, is absolutely. I think every show should have a shot schedule. You mm-hmm. know, um, Deborah Winger insisted on a shot schedule about a third day on set, and it turned into a minor kind of kerfuffle. But you know what? Two days later, we had a shot schedule, and I knew. What I had to rehearse for, what I had to prepare for, mm-hmm. what days I had dialogue, what days I didn't, what days I'm just visible. Um, mm-hmm. And that made all the difference in the world, man. Yeah. I mean, because my last day I had to give a long and somewhat uh, torturous uh, dialogue thing on a moving train. And I, I don't hear well anyway. So, you know, Dorman's, you know, feed me the lines. And I'm hearing about half of every other one. And, and thankfully we got it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Good rehearsal. Lots of rehearsal. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 No, we don't really, on Patreon, we don't really do much rehearsal, I, you I, know? I was 
trying to pat myself on the back. Exactly. I, I was running lines with yeah. you on the train. Uh, he was. I he remember. Was, he's saying he's a hero. Well, yeah, um, absolutely. Conrad. Hey, you saved my ass on that train. You yeah. know, you guys, you guys, you know, drove me with lines because. I can't ask Terry or Kurtwood to run lines with me. They yeah. got their own lines this is, to worry this about. Is, you know? This is my dad's res- initial response, though, uh, when you're like, hey, man, we should run these lines. You know, he, he gets he gets a little defensive at first. He goes, don't worry about me. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Fine, fair. And then five minutes later, he's like, hey, kid, you yeah. know, I'm thinking, you know, we should run these lines, you know? Yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh, Do okay. you remember my first day okay. on Patriot when <laughs> Justin Ullman, Justin Ullman is a really great kid. He was a PA he said, this, this whole bit here is wild track. He goes, you don't really have to m- even memorize this. Oh, God. And I thought, oh, okay. You know, and then we, we go to set, and me and Dorman are running the lines, and I, I go up in the, in the very beginning of it. And Steve walks over in front of the whole crew, and he goes, well, you know, wow, I guess you're not prepared. <laughs> so maybe you might go and run lines for a little bit. And thankfully, Dorman's the most generous guy in the world, you know. And... He, you know, he got me there, you know, um, I wanted to kick Justin Ullman in the nuts, but, uh, it was, you know, it was crazy. And the whole, t- the whole time I'm realizing I'm inconveniencing this whole crew. Yeah. That, that even, even though yes. something's wild track, which it eventually it turned out being wild track, you don't ever not know every single fucking line. But even, even, even if you know your lines and even if like one time I knew my lines perfect, like on Dreaming Grand Avenue, right? Yeah. I, and my lip got caught, right? And I muffed the line, like, cause it just, you needed simple, some, yeah. some yeah. Carmex. Simple, yeah. yeah. Chapped lips, okay? You know, it happens. Uh, but chapstick, but, man, it saves, it, it saves careers. But even <laughs> that, that split second of like, and you know, yeah. brought it back, did the line. But even that, that <coughs> split second, <laughs> of like messing up you you really do feel that pressure even if it's not on you everybody makes Absolutely. mistakes uh, uh, that's totally normal but you know when i first started, you don't want to let those guys down exactly man. when you i don't. first started out every time i'd hear somebody yell cut i'd think oh i fucked this up you know and you know nine times out of ten it had nothing to do with me but um you always want to make sure that the you're not wasting the crew's time they're working right. really hard they were there two hours before you got there. Um, mm-hmm. The guys holding the booms up. I don't know how they do that eight hours a day. Steroids. <laughs> Nick, Steroids. Nick, Nick, you were saying you were saying something about Conrad, and then something got oh, cut off there. Well, to his credit, the, those the production, the best shows I've ever worked on, including his, uh, were the ones where the guys at the top or girls are the most pre- prepared. Yeah, and Conrad was meticulous about his preparation. Yeah, he was, absolutely. Yeah, he was, uh, and he's probably one of the best prepared directors and showrunners I've ever seen. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the first season there were a couple of um, episodes directed by somebody else, like Mike Michael Tripp, and which, if I'm not mistaken, was kind of shoehorned onto. Him yeah, yeah, and the, and uh, and you could ups. always tell the other directors because. There's that instinct to put kind of their own little imprimatur or their thumbprint on something. And um, uh, season two, I mean, Steve made it clear, I'm directing every fucking episode and I'm the showrunner, you know? And that's what made for such an incredibly consistent tone. Jimmy Whitaker did some good episodes, though. Oh, fuck yes. Um, Jimmy's great. I mean, Jimmy's... He's also great with actors, you know? I mean... um, but he was so dialed in with he was him and uh, yeah, Steve. Him and Steve. Oh yeah, sick. I mean, the that, exactly you know the happened. Holy Trinity, Steve, Jody, and 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 Jimmy. You know, I mean that was 
Those the, are the guys who who really made that go. Yeah, the 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 day players they shoved on them. I felt bad. I felt bad for it because if if you've seen directors working on a network show, yeah, um, sometimes the it, it seems to me the uh, the formula for them is just shoot as much as possible. Yeah, the wor- the worst experience I ever had uh, was uh, I did an ER. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a day player. I was playing a bigoted uh, f- flower store owner. With Mackay, you know? though. With Mackay. With Mackay Pfeiffer. He was That's a lovely a guy, one. you know. And uh, the director was just the biggest asshole I'd ever met in my life, you know. And I gave him, you know, three perfect takes. And he was, okay, okay, new deal. And I thought there was something more to what I was going to do. So it was kind of hanging around. And waiting, and he finally looks at me. He goes, "Oh, you're still here." I said, "Oh, am, am I done?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, you're done." Oof! Did that thing with the hand. I, yeah. I, I, I told Makai. I said, "You know what? I should break every fucking finger on that hand." You know. Well, and then it, I thought, "No, man, this I want to work like, again." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He got he got mad. He got mad because you transposed some line or something like a very like no a very no no small no that was thing, uh, right? that was uh. No, that was on a movie called Hero. Oh, okay, okay. Um, that uh, Stephen Frears made. Mm. And Frears knows everybody's lines, you know, and there's this amazingly long tracking shot. And I transposed a word in the line, and he's walking through it because he knows there's something wrong, and then he looks at me and he goes, you flubbed your line, man. I said, yeah, I'm sorry, I transposed a word. And he goes, rise above it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Now, on a set where there's, like, a couple hundred other people, yeah. it's like, you hate getting reamed, you know? But it's like, you know, it's a lesson. I mean, you know, yeah. on, on, on Conrad shows, I mean, the dialogue is so idiomatic. I always go to the script supervisor, look, give me a note if I transpose anything or if I miss anything. I'll ask for another one, you know? And um, they were good about it, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... You know, the whole thing you don't want to do is inconvenience the crew or make their day longer. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and rarely is it the, the talent. I mean, I've had some, we've had some folks, but it's it's always it's always lack of preparation. Like who? who do you... uh, uh, not, uh, on Patriot, one that was really almost hilarious was when uh, um, uh, we had the, the long monologue that... Um, um, Aliette had to do. I forget her character's name. Um, I got. I got. Uh, yeah, her character had to pitch the uh, to the uh, Interpol. Oh, the entire it, plot mm, of the show exactly, up to that point. Exactly. And then we had to turn around on the judge, and he had a sentence to say, and he would hit the. He would grant her permission to go to the U.S. Right. And she nailed it every single time. Oh, she's perfectly. a stone pro, man. Amazing. And then we would turn around on this guy, and he could not get ah, that line. You fuck it up, really. After she just did a like two pages, she just read yeah. perfectly time after time after time again. And then we're it took us longer to shoot him out than her. That's amazing. Holy shit. It was like it was the most cringy, and it was so I felt bad for him because obviously yeah. it had gotten in his head that very you, the irony should, of the you, situation. Yeah. You, you can tell when when those guys when it oh. I, I, I it, oh when it gets in your it, kitchen and yeah. it's and, done. It's repeat, repeat. But uh, that's rarely the case with uh, it's really actors that are are 
making our days uh, longer, right. um, at least on the on Who the makes you side. most miserable, producers? Um, no, it's, well, I mean, indirectly, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, but that's, like, production has changed in a way where you mentioned earlier about shoot everything, get every angle, every t- Particularly take. a network mm-hmm. show where now that we're not shooting in film, like we right. did ER, that yeah. was on film. Right. Now... It doesn't oh, it's cost, video. Yeah, it, it doesn't video. cost shit. So we get three of these cameras, and the directors just shoot, shoot, shoot. We're not worried about uh, a schedule. We're not worried about uh, like They just coverage. want coverage. It's just get as much as possible. So they have right. all these options in, in post-production. They figure it out Yeah, later. in post, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, like the, all the old-school directors... Like you know, Clint Eastwood and all these guys moving backwards, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. They would only shoot what they, what they wanted, wanted yeah. to and do in the edit, so that they didn't have any other footage to I, work with. I distinctly remember on Patriot uh, with one of the guest directors, him doing what it would be expected of a director, mm-hmm. and Connor comes on. He's like, "I'm not going to use that shot." He's like, it's not, don't even bother with that. I'm never going to use it," and because he knows exactly what he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and because of that. The days were shorter, right? Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. And yeah. not only that, the quality is better because we're not constantly pivoting to react uh, to something else. Mm-hmm. Right. We know right. what the shot is. We right. know what we're doing. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was never can... upset when you know the camera didn't come back for my reaction. It's like, yeah. no, no, let's just be done with it. There's a shot in season two. Uh, you're in it. The you know the the shot where you guys are all in the the hotel sort of thing and and. Uh, his mom, uh, Deborah, yeah, Deborah Winger's coming in. She goes, Who are these guys? And he's like, his, his my, best these friend, are my friends. Yeah. And there, it, it's the whole master shot. And I'm like, Okay, there's probably going to be some good cut ins of like, that, These are my friends, and just you know, a classic birdbath looking up or whatever. He leaves the master, then, then, and Jody talks to me the next morning. I said, Dude, that was pretty cool that he was just like, That's that was enough. based on a Renaissance painting, yeah. Well, he he was looking like Jody when he talked was like, So, like. He sounded like a philosopher every time he spoke, but he's, he was, he's very Zen. Yeah. Dude, very man. Zen. You know but he, I mean? he said, yeah, he goes, you know, in a regular Hollywood setting, there'd be a lot of pressure to punch in. Yeah. And uh, I was like, whoa. And I, I was like, that's I think, fucking I think, the, I think that scene is yeah. beautiful too. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's almost done in silhouettes. That That's the gorgeous thing about it, you yeah. know, but Stephen Conrad does that in a lot of his shots. He a gives the actors a chance to act, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and and bounce off of each other. Yeah, from a production way, standpoint, man. you know, if you've only got one long shot, that's a lot easier than relighting, you know, three or four angles and you know trying to do it ten different ways. The, yeah. the easiest thing is just someone at the top knowing what they want and, yeah. get in, and communicating it. it and when they get matter. it, move on. It doesn't did, matter how Did you work on that Gus Van Zandt thing that, that was called Boss? No. It was for stars? No. Gus Van it was Zandt was did right. that? Huh? Gus Van Zandt did that? Yeah, he did it. That, at that, that was way better than it had to be. That man. was the start of my career. I didn't do Boss. I, I did a little bit of a, a great... <laughs> A show called uh, The Mob Doctor that no one nice. saw. Oh, what's her nice. name? What's her name? Was I there? day played a little bit on that, but that was kind of the beginning of my career in production. Yeah, that is, that, I was that an was editor when that Boss was, was just on. a sack of steaming. Was shit, that twenty twelve? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I was an editor at the time, a sound editor. And, yeah. and that's where you you started in editing, or uh, well, uh, 
I kind of got in in around 2009. Okay. 2010, okay. which is a terrible time for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Which is actually impor- important because uh, that's also when this contract we're on mm-hmm. was signed. Uh, that's when the new media contract began. Was yeah. 2009. Oh, okay. Wow. So the perspective. Hey, you know what? We had we had different. some we had some pain with new media too. I mean, yeah. I I land in Paris, and whenever you land in another country or even another city, you're given a per diem every day. You know, and you're paid in cash, and it's it's just you know for meal money stuff like that. I'm informed that uh, we will not be getting per diems daily. Um, they will tack it on at the end of. Uh, at the end of the shoot, and right away, me and a couple of the other actors filed a grievance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a per diem. Do, does, <clears throat> yeah, do, no, do it's your, not. Uh, <laughs> do your listeners know what we're talking about? As far a as per diem media? is uh, no new media. I mean, what that means? New media uh, basically covers the ass of the newer platforms. Um, Netflix, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Um, Apple TV, um, when um, HBO Max, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean anything that's not yeah. considered, you know, a network when and the, more of a platform. In 2009, when they signed uh, the initial contract, it was like, we don't know how this Internet thing is going to play out. So give us. That's bullshit. Right. right. Well, that's, yeah, a, no, that's real bullshit. Because, right. At, but at the time of the collapse, the economic collapse, they mm-hmm. were like, you know, this is what we got. And um, what ended up happening is what we see now where you literally have every film being produced being produced as new media because it's yeah. not yeah it's, gonna, it's, it's I mean, become dune, the status yeah, quo dune is the biggest movie probably of the last couple of years as far as budget and scale. what did it cost to make I, i'm not hearing sure 200 million yeah. i have but a that's going to be on your internet connection yeah. you can you can stream it when it comes out <laughs> is there do you think do you really want to see that movie on tv though would you rather no, see it in but, the theater but either way you're talking about everything is streaming and all the and all the oscars went to netflix shows and all the yeah. emmys and all that are going to these new media internet shows that they're not sure how it would work out and so we're going to pay you less we're not going to pay yeah. you benefits <sighs> we're not going to pay you health care and is there more pressure from these new media companies as opposed to like the OG networks like NBC and Universal, all that. Yeah, stuff. because like, it's a it, it's a because, buyer's market, and also the know? content that's just constantly coming out from these these specific platforms. It's like people want something every week, at least every month. I feel like those companies are probably oh, yeah. putting the most pressure on uh, the the union there. But I I don't know. I maybe it's the same. I mean the well, it's not. It's more the pressure on the uh, uh, producers to yeah meet schedules that are. Uh, um, really just unethical to pick. Right, right. Um, you're talking about jamming 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. <laughs> yeah, because they want to show growth every quarter. It's all about mm-hmm. making the investors it, happy. I okay. mean, and the, what the Ayatzi is fighting for is uh, a full weekend. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not It's fighting for... Yeah. Uh, when Meal breaks. Yeah, turnaround times between when you wrap and when you start work again existing so that you can um, you know, sleep or eat or see your family well that'd be that's a luxury yeah Uh, right just what we get is just enough to eat and sleep and not even that which is killing people uh they're dying from not only long-term effects of that but uh you have people just crashing their cars as they go right as as we've been falling asleep testimonials and on top of that you've got um uh when when the week ends according to the schedule so like say it's friday you start shooting at 7 p.m you shoot into Saturday, 
they don't have to turn us around. So the crew, the cast, all those people, they don't have to worry about the turnaround because you're technically off, you're off on your weekend in quotes. And so what happens is we, what we call fratter days. So you start because they need to have a night. Day. So what, if they want to shoot at night, for example, they'll start mm-hmm. yet nighttime and you shoot into Saturday when the sun comes up, you go home and then you start at four or five in the morning on Monday. So you don't really have a weekend, yeah. but yeah. as far as the contracts and are you, concerned, you don't really there's, get no rested. Consequ- you don't, there's no consequence for it. You don't really get rested either. And, um, you know, I honestly think IATSE should go out. I, I think, uh, so well, 90% things- of our membership did. I mean, you're talking about who, who, who has voted for anything ever and gotten 90%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're no, ready hey, to do it. Point. They're and ready and to an 80% turnout of the membership did it. You know it's what? Unprecedented this, this, and probably this, these labor things are always the carrot and the stick. It's time to show them the stick. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's time to swing the stick. What they're going, who they're going against, is the AMPTP, who is um, not like we know producers, and that's not them. What they, what it is, is a, a group of lawyers, corporate lawyers. It's, yeah, it's a bunch of. P- they represent company. Apple. They yeah. represent Amazon. They you know represent what? You Netflix. You know what? Fuck them. It's 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 time for them to belly up and, and pay what's fair. Well, extend they, the proper benefits, and you guys should fight for at least the same deal they have in France: twelve-hour workday. Oh, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah, it's it's because uh, like what they're fighting, what the AMPTP is fighting for is stock is returns on uh, their quarterly earnings. Yep. Yeah. Whereas we're fighting for our lives. Yeah. 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 You know? I, I mean, honestly, I. Uh, uh, working for like it's, Amazon, it's a working cost. for a studio, you know, Amazon, um, I, I learned a loathing and a hatred for them that uh, is just unrelenting. The companies you know? that they're representing are people, you know, Amazon makes their employees piss in bottles. Yeah. You know? Jesus. Yeah. Apple's solution when people were yeah, they're wa- And people are walking around as uh, fulfillment centers dropping dead. Yeah, and then, and like the Apple factories, people are throwing themselves from windows, and their solution is to put nets up. Yeah, <laughs> so not make their dumb. lives exactly. better. Mm. Make them bounce all the way back. Yeah. <laughs> just put <laughs> nets to Get keep back them in there. Keep their keep their uh, you know assets working. Until yeah, they're it's used like, up. It, mm. that's that's how they view us. You know, it's like we're assets, and there's a you know there's an endless infinite supply of them. You know, um, yeah, it, it's no, the, it's time. It, it, it's time. It's to happening really, all over, though, and not just our industry. It's time to take the gloves off. You know, it really the, the is. Service industry has gotten a huge wake up call. Good. You know what? Good. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, nobody wants to come to work. Oh, I want to go back to my, my shitty job oh. that I got furloughed from. Uh, that has no benefits and long fucking hours and low pay. Yeah. Fuck and you. And on top of it, like depending on what <laughs> restaurant you're working at which is probably if you want to work at a good one in like a neighborhood, like the West Loop, Logan square type of thing, you're probably dealing with kind of shitty people. No offense, but no, it can be. I mean, believe me, uh, the, the stories, uh, particularly of the, uh, the sexism that you hear about and that goes on in restaurants, you know, is, Oh, uh, it's atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of parallels between, uh, Restaurants and the film industry. It's oh, the but same. no, absolutely. There's never so any sexual people. harassment in the entertainment industry. <laughs> no. I mean, let's come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, I, I recommend anyone interested to check out IA stories on Instagram. That was uh, mm-hmm. a big. I uh, think. Can I, you can you get us a link? Absolutely. To that. Yeah. And I I could I could I could do it too. Okay. I mean, I've, I've everyone's been they've, seeing stuff. 
uh, people have just been posting anonymous stories just just about yeah. industry gripes uh, from crew members. And what's funny is like, do me a favor. Funny. Is this is it as this thing goes forward? I would love to get a few minutes with you uh, each podcast just to tell us what's going on with it. Sure, yeah. You know, I'm, because, I'm, you know, SAG has, has vowed that if IATSE goes out, we will not cross picket lines. You okay. Know? Mm-hmm. I'm not an a official rep of IATSE, but I understand I can, that. I can and I didn't, I, didn't a... want, I didn't want an official rep. Yeah. I, wanted a, I wanted a guy <laughs> on the inside. A, dues, a okay. dues paying member who's been doing this for a long time who can speak to exactly what the issues are and how they affect you. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like as this uh, Instagram account has just posted stories and every crew member I've ever known, including myself, can tell you 10 more of every story that's put out. Really? It's nothing new to us. Yeah. There's a horrifying one about a lady who had a a miscarriage and um, had to continue working within the next week or so i mean it's just that's vile there uh, not enough time. yeah i mean there's a, a a scripty who uh got prescribed extra um uh antibiotics because she was prone to i uh uh prone to infections because she couldn't go to the bathroom often enough because of just never being able to step away are you kidding oh that's that. fucking stupid uh, that's just awful i mean i personally i remember one that uh uh, I used to work for a mixer who was on a film, and uh... I, I yelled at my producer in, in in Paris because I take it I used to take a diuretic in the morning, uh-huh. and you know at a certain point it's like kind of piss 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 all day, um, and we were a good quarter mile away from the closest bathroom, and finally I said to Mike Nelson I said you know the piss wagon should be here you know it's like I I got to run between takes to go to the bathroom and I have to go damn near a quarter mile. And he goes, you know what? You're right. And you know, an hour and a half later, the piss wagon was there. You know, <laughs> well, I hate to call it the piss wagon, but that's essentially that's really what, it what it was with cast, with crew, like all these people are want nothing more than to make the project a success. And they're doing everything they can to make that happen. And unfortunately that, that attitude gets exploited. Yeah. 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 You know, they get, they, they, you know, we don't want to complain. We don't want to rock the boat because we're trying to help and we're trying to make everything good and we're mm-hmm. trying to set aside our own needs. Right. And what happens is now we're starting to see people You're be taking like, advantage yeah, of and, and people are finally speaking up. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, oh, yeah, I haven't seen my kids in a couple of months. You know, it's like, oh, I haven't, I, you know, I so I got to get some, you know, antibiotics, you know, so I can keep working. And there's um, uh, the thing is, it's like if you drop dead, they'd have a ad up for your replacement before your obituary. It's, it's, yeah, it's before, the they dragged you, before they dragged really you off set. In, in fact, I worked for a mixer on a show who uh, was on a, on a movie, and they had a rain tower, which is how you simulate rain. Yeah. It's literally a big uh, sprinkler that's what's yeah. 30 feet in the air. They get very yeah, we, tall. We had one on Chirac. Yeah. Uh, they had yeah. one on Patriot, and Steve was torturing Deborah Winger with that thing. <laughs> so, I'll tell you. He, with the hair. He's torturing her. Yeah. I'll uh, say that. No. Well, uh, a vehicle or something yeah. had caught the hose that, and it, it pulled the rain tower down. Ooh, so oh it fell, God. and it fell right onto the production mixer's cart and smashed onto him and busted his head open, completely drenched him. all of his sound equipment and water. No, he, he, he lived. They, the ambulance pulled him out. They got him out of there. They're stitching up his head, and he's conscious. And as they're stitching him up, 
an AD comes in and says, hey, uh, when can you be back up? <laughs> I hope you sued Moron. him. I really hope you sued him. So that's exactly, but I mean, I if you drop dead, there's countless stories on IA stories and other ones I've heard where people have literally died on set and they're like, can we move this person so that we can rehearse? You know, can yeah. we can we drag, can we get them out of here? Or Holy like, Christ. You know, a crew member will die on the road uh, the night before and they're like, oh, that sucks. Let's keep going. Like That's like well, Owen Hart when he <laughs> fell from the, the stage in the pay-per-view and they were like, well, we got to continue the show. The it's show a must culture go on. It's of, awful. It's a, it's a work a toxic work culture. It's yeah. not, and, and, yeah. and I feel like some of the you blame... remember that that thing in Georgia where they were making the movie about the Almond Brothers or Greg Almond. Oh yeah, and it's, and it, it it's a horrifying Sarah story. Jones. Yeah, yeah, she got hit by a fucking train. Yeah, yeah, you know, all, all because of incompetence at the top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they told the crew it was safe. That's the thing. That's why those people went to jail. It wasn't that oh. We decided, oh, yeah, we'll just risk it. It's like the crew was told it was safe, assumed their safety from the leadership, and yeah. they lied to them because they didn't want to mm. deal with, you know, permits, didn't want I'm to deal I'm with always, this I'm that. always kind of hold my breath when I see the uh, Chicago fire things, you know, the burn room, the the fire. You've been in there. I have, and it's it's safe, relatively. I mean, it's as safe as you can make a burning room. Yeah. Um, they do great work. In fact, yeah, it's Chris Dalton is always telling me, yeah, so much fun walking into a room that's on fire. <laughs> you know, it's like... It puckers your asshole a little bit. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, and what's funny is my mentor, um, Jeff Williams, who taught me how to be a boom operator. I, I know Jeff. We, I met him that met day. Him, yeah. yeah. He did backdraft and he came oh, out nice. with us and, and it, it's another world. Like when they did backdraft, they were just burning plastic and tires and shit to make the smoke and make the fire. And oh, like, yeah. And everybody breathing the yeah, shit. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and there's, uh, and, and so now, though, it's, it's like they use a clean, a very clean natural gas mm -hmm. that goes in and it's all very uh, uh, professional and safe, <laughs> though they've kind of minimized that effect in later seasons because it is expensive and time consuming. Gonna be but suing Ron Howard soon. I've had I mean, I've had some uh, uh, firemen pull, literally pull me out of the fire in in those scenes because I not being a dummy. Did you catch on fire? No, but it was early in my career. I didn't know any better, and I was walking around in the room, and you know, got a little close to a burning wall, and I just feel arms yeah. grab me and yank me <laughs> out of the way. And I'm like, he's like, stay away from this shit. And then, oh wow! Luckily, the the regular boom up of the that is scared the piss out of me, man. <laughs> I, I don't know that I could be on that show and have to go into that burn room. I, you know, they don't do it much you know, anymore. I don't think uh, I haven't been on the show in a couple of seasons. So, but uh, I think it's so. You, so you you did fire? Did you do PD as well? I, I uh, occasionally, yeah. I was never the regular guy on those shows. What I, about Med? Did you do Med? I did the first season of Med. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was a that. There, there was no um, <laughs> nothing blowing up or burning in that show. We stayed on the stage the whole time. No, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just suffering. It's yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, it's just a grind. You well, know? you know what, uh, Oliver Platt, he and I were in our first movie together. We were, we were both in Married to the Mob. That's mm. right, and, and he's uh, great in that. Yeah, he's 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 the best thing on Med too. I mean, he, oh, he's yeah. a really good, measured, uh, fine actor. I mean, I've seen him be great in a, you know. Um, he doesn't tolerate uh, bad. I know, in, at least in the season I worked on, I, he doesn't tolerate bad dialogue, and he'll rewrite and yeah. redo his scenes yeah, up until we shoot them. And he even talked to me and was like, "Because at that on that time I was the um, sound utility, so my job was to put uh, 
hide microphones under the wardrobe of the actors. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, I'm never going to stop talking to the writer or the director. So when you need to wire, don't wait for me. Don't ask for me. Just show up. And he's like, I'm like a puppet. Just get yeah. in there. And so like he'll literally, he would literally be having he, conversations he was, and I would just very, walk up and, and fiddle around in his clothes. And he was before movies, he was a very serious theater guy. And those, they, they're like, they're do always, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Like, they're always the best. Because once they get their first paycheck from film, it's like, yeah. Oh, they're on easy street. And they're the best of the crew. I love, I but love theater. Exactly. Actors. It's like, light up a camel, sit on your ass. This is the promised yeah. land. <laughs> they make our lives so much easier. Yeah. Especially when they have like a lot of training and they're able to like, if you say, hey, you know, for me, it's recording dialogue. So it's like, hey, can you speak for the back row a little more? They I know I, what you're saying. Yeah. And I they, always, I always love, project. I always love when a director goes, okay, the way we're going to do this is just remember your theater training. And it's mm. like, okay, um, I'm, I'll know where my marks are. I'll walk through it a couple of times. I'll know what I got to say when I get here. I know who we got to turn to, you know. Um, uh, that, that I think it gives you a huge leg up um, when, you, when you start film acting, mm. you know. Um, uh, I, the only thing you got to beware against is that the camera sees everything. I mean, if you do this, right? Yeah. You know, well, it's, you know, amplified. So mm -hmm. you, you have to make everything a bit more small and a bit more still. But, um, uh, you know, I do love this business. I, I hope that it becomes more equitable for all the folks in IATSE. You yeah, know? I, I, mean, th I think it will. I think a big shift has happened along a lot of people but the main well, thing well you is... know a lot of big a, a lot of the really big actors have you know come out vocally for you guys i saw danny devito yeah. in, a, in an iatsi shirt yeah, yeah. george Solid. clooney i think, you know, I I think mean... some snl cast were, yeah. were wearing them the other saturday mm -hmm. uh, that's cool george clooney um denzel you yeah. know i mean yeah i mean we <laughs> was denzel where... well, i believe that but some something inside of me just felt like you're like denzel i love him so i'm just well, gonna throw him in there no the, no he did he uh, did that's all, no i believe that I holly totally hunt that. you I know just, i mean it, they're uh, all in meryl the streep you know i mean they're, totally, all, they're totally. all good you know they're all in the trenches with us yeah yeah just, we 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 know anyone that's been on a film set knows yeah. and they're not and they're not gonna say anything there's no us. way we can do our job without you guys i mean it's it's you know ridiculous and 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 if if we can make our lives better, you know, the tide rises all ships. It'll it'll make everyone's lives better. It'll make the production I'm, smoother. You know, it'll make it if I were your union leadership, I would I would try to demand a twelve hour workday. You know, and yeah. that and, and one minute over that, or you, at least a twelve hour you, turnaround. Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, the the idea of people dying behind these jobs. Um, really breaks my heart you know mm -hmm. i mean I've, mm -hmm. I've known so many phenomenal crew people you know um from patriot from the andy davis movies from you know all the guest bits i've done on like er and uh um you know it uh always you know the it, they're always also unfailingly polite unfailingly kind and uh you know there's there's no industry without them so I'm hoping yeah. that every once in a while, over the next uh, couple of weeks, you'll drop in and, and give us a progress report and uh, an update. Yeah, We'd like that. Oh, definitely. I mean, the uh, this fight's been going on for a, a long time. I mean, Heskel Wexler, the DP, yeah, is when his friend died in a Max, car wreck. Max carried his uh, his his 
camera bag around. We we were really. Yeah, we worked yeah, on a demo, I, uh, on a documentary, uh, Haskell's last documentary called Four Days in Chicago." Is yeah. about the. Uh, it's my first IMDb credit. Ever. Oh, excellent! His ever. well, the one he, he did. Had, he had a hard time keeping up with Haskell, and Haskell at the time was ninety two. He was yeah. ninety two. Yeah, and is he, he is he did he pass? Yeah, he passed he away. Passed, yeah. right? He passed yeah. away. He did well in two thousand six. Yeah, he did uh, bless Haskell Wexler, one of the greatest people in American film history. He he was the champion of what we're fighting for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah you bet. He, uh, his friend died and uh, on a in a car wreck because of the same mm-hmm. the same uh, reasons this is going on now. And yeah, uh, he did a doc called "Who Needs Sleep" that told like about this was pre Instagram. This is pre mm-hmm. yeah. social. Everyone, you know, get your water, get your sleep, and 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 thing. sort of the trending movements of of social justice like you know totally. me too and stuff like that he was trying to do it in his own way of just showing people you need you need sleep you need to we need to change the industry and uh and, and the the thing that really offended me is that when they'd give you a meal break and there wouldn't be any catering i mean that's just that's just ugly shit wow you know i mean they should have yet to see that they should have sent somebody out to get you know a, a couple of Huge bags of Subway, at least, you know, or something. Pizza Hut, at the very yeah. least. Yeah, well, it, it, we like, thankfully, we have rules where, you know, if if we can't sit down. Arby's, they have the I meats. Mean, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous we have to put in the contract. We need to be able to sit. We need to have a hot meal. Yeah. We have yeah. to be yeah, able to exactly. go to the bathroom. Like, we have to actually specify that in legal terms, I or think, else they I think, won't I do think, it. I think, with these, well, I think with these motherfuckers, you do. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? This is capitalism. Yeah, exactly. This is this oh, is yeah. the extreme of capitalism, yeah. Yeah. and I think in this country there's a big time worker revolt, and the pandemic really lit a fire. Absolutely, under, absolutely under man. Totally, houses. absolutely. Whenever you know, whenever I, uh, you know, all, all these restaurant uh, guys start screaming, "No, oh, nobody wants to come back to work." Like, Fuck no, they don't want to come back to work. They want to be paid a living wage. Yeah. You know, you furloughed them. no labor shortage. You furloughed them and got all the PPP money to, you know, try and make you whole. It's like, you know, I mean, one of the things I'm proudest of is that when my employees could not, you know, come to work, um, nobody's paycheck stopped, you know. Um, we just all worked a little bit remotely and a little bit slower, and you know. Yeah. It was just different, but... Um, Made for a great honeymoon. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> well, it's and and that's. We went to Acapulco. We had no. those little drinks with us. Where did you guys go? We stayed at home. It was the pandemic. We didn't have to yeah, go anywhere. No it was the perfect honeymoon. Yeah, she still had a paycheck rolling in. I was working from home already. It was. Yeah, you know, and 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 I awesome. still got work done. You know, I, uh-huh. I would bring Yulia stuff to do for type and you right. know for cuts, and you know, it all moved a little slower. But you know what, we we still functioned. You know, um, and the restaurant folks, I just my heart breaks for them because it's a uh, you know in a regular time, it's a hard way to make a living. Yeah, you know, I mean, these folks are not being paid fifteen dollars an hour. You know. Um, I, I don't know how they make it. Well, the wages, they don't have benefits. And they don't have wages uh, have stagnated since Reagan. I mean, yeah, if you look, yeah, we need, well, that's where all that shit started. And I think the reason you're seeing the change is because you're we're now seeing a generation of people who weren't raised in that era. 
I was. Yeah, I whenever, was. Whenever I see the but, big gooey send off that Reagan gets and the 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 whole notion, oh, the great communicator, it's like fuck you know, Reagan. You know, I wanted to stop that hearse, pop that coffin <laughs> open, and drive a stake through that motherfucker's heart. It's you full know? of jelly beans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just uh, I just think the death of American compassion started there. It's like we started referring to people as homeless, and it sounds polite, it sounds gentle. It's not. Mm-hmm. It, it drove a, a greater chasm between us and them. Crack, AIDS. See, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, with why you're seeing that a lot is because you're seeing a younger generation that's also mobilized because they're they're you know. They're way more politicized. In film world, you don't talk like you don't complain. If you're you, yeah. the the, it was always when I started out, you be happy, grateful to work. You're grateful to work. Yeah, and it's like no, we're they need us. Exactly, we don't need them. They should be grateful that there's a skilled technician here to do well, the job. It's like yeah. sitting in the dentist chair. Yes. You got to reach over, grab the dentist by the sack, and go. Now we're not going to hurt each other, are we? <laughs> yeah. When did you do that? <laughs> Never, not ever. No, Joe's a nice guy. You don't need Joe's to do the that. Best. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but I think there's, you know, with with social media, people are seeing are talking to each other, and they're it's, seeing that they're same. That we're all in the same boat, it's, it's and we're all emboldened, suddenly having it's the same. Embolden your industry, and I think that's a great thing. I mean, there's so much negative shit about social media, and believe me, I, right? I, exactly. I know, you know, but um, this has been a positive one. You know, the one thing it did for artists is. We were allowed to have a conversation with each other without the gatekeepers hearing it, without dealers, without curators, without critics. You know, we, we, we were able to have this exchange of ideas. And honestly, I think it made us, it made us better. It made yeah. us freer. It made us uh, more, uh, more likely to uh, ask for what was right rather than uh, what they were prepared to give us. Exactly. You know? And I think like with the IA stories on Instagram, it's like, we can talk without uh, the boss hearing us. Yeah, I mean, the minute there was Instagram and and, uh, and Facebook and stuff, I never need an art dealer ever again. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I, I mean, my work can go out there to thousands upon thousands of people, and, you know, I can be my own boss. I mean, I you know, for the longest time, I gave away 50% of my living. It's like, well, we were representing you. We did this, we did that. It's like, yeah, not so much, though. You know, you didn't buy ads. You didn't uh, work hard to get me into, you know, museum collections. You didn't. You didn't do any of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I, I just thought, you know, there's nothing you're doing for me that I can't do better by myself. And I think you guys got to make those guys realize that, you know, this is their no shit moment. You know, I mean, I think IATSE goes out for a week or two. I think it'd bring the fucking industry to its knees. Yeah, I mean, and I, I really, I really hope you guys do because you've never struck, right? You've never had a general strike, only locals and only in very specific things, but never, never where. And that was the big difference. Everybody walks away for two weeks. These guys, their wallet gets kicked in the balls. Yeah. Well, any social change isn't going to happen unless it makes uh, it's financially unviable to the person in power. Yeah, it's, you know. I mean, when, George, when, look when, at George Floyd. Stuff yeah. didn't start happening until they started burning buildings down. You know what? When they only care about the money, you attack the money. Yeah, exactly. You have to, that's the only, yeah. and the only thing a labor movement can do is withhold the labor and make it not happen. 
And that's suddenly, once it starts costing money, then things change. Pal, on that note, please promise me you'll come back and let us know what's going on with this strike. Hey, yeah. You know, the nice thing is you can just record your own little update yourself and just send it to <laughs> I, us. I do record voices for a living. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could, could you do that? Because we are at our hearts fucking lazy, you know? <laughs> sure, but I like to interact. I'm not far away either. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, we're neighbors. I, I would love to have you pop in for 10, 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the I can pod- walk over here. Podcast going, uh, going forward because this, this is something all of us to a person pretty much agree on. I mean, we, we are pro labor, we are pro, pro union. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, uh, is, having, uh, unions uh, is one of the cornerstones of being, being free in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the cornerstones, one of the foundational things in, in America is, uh, the right to bargain collectively to better your lot in the workplace. So, Nikki Ray Harris, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Nick. Kid, take us out. Support Etsy. Etsy. All right. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 97th episode. Whoa. 97. 97. That's all he's got. Um, uh, so it's sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. And next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Drink their beer. Sponsored by Door 24. If you're not feeling Forbidden Root's beer and you're more of a wine person, maybe go to... Where's the address? Door 24. 2124 North Damon. 2124 North Damon. Door 24. Shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Chris back. Yeah, don't forget to check out the Dime Showroom or TF Projects at 1513 Northwestern. But you know what? You should probably get your ass to Glen Ellen and check out the museum show that's coming called Jesus of Western Avenue. Bye. That's my show. It opens up October 16th. It closes January 31st. Be there or be square. Aloha. Cool. And if you want to catch up on old episodes, go to themaxandtonyshow.com or you can stay tuned for our next episode, episode 98, with our guest, Chris Keogh.